Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics. One of SDG's great traditions is the special recognition of individuals and organizations for their contributions to geophysics and the society. In this special episode, we celebrate Ozil Maz and Shei Wei Zhu for their Maurice Ewing Medal and Kaufman Gold Medal honors, respectively. Bill Abriel opens the episode highlighting the significance of both the Kaufman Gold Medal and the Maurice Ewing Medal. As SEG's past president and current chair of the Honors and Awards Committee, he also shares what the SEG Honors and Awards mean to him. I then speak with Shei Wei Zhu about how he discovered geophysics, and he shares four advice items for his colleagues and geoscientists. Ozil Maz then joins the show to reflect on his long and significant career, what this honor means, and the principles and perspectives that have helped him continue to be a successful geophysicist. This is a unique opportunity to hear from the best of the best in geophysics. This episode is sponsored by Catalyst Data Management. Catalyst Data Management provides the only integrated end-to-end subsurface data management solution for the oil and gas industry. Over 190 employees operate in North America, Europe, and Asia Pacific, dedicated to enabling digital transformation and optimizing the value of geotechnical information for exploration, production, and M&A activity. Visit Catalyst at Image and Booth 721. They will be showing presentations and live demos. You can also request more information and demos at catalystdm.com. And now my conversation with Bill Abriel, Shei Wei Zhu, and Ozil Maz. Let's look at the, the first one here. What does it signify to be awarded the Kaufman Gold Medal? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, the Kaufman Gold Medal uh, is for an outstanding contribution to the advancement of the science of geophysical exploration as we have seen it happen in the previous five years. What that really means is that for the Kaufman Gold Medal, it's a very attention-getting, huge advance uh, in geoscience application. So that usually means a combination of a lot more than uh, theoretical thought or the application of something that's well done. It's a combination of brilliance, breakthrough, application, getting it done, being sure that, uh, that it's effective and it spreads and it affects everybody in the uh, geophysical profession. So that's really big. And the question is, gee, how do you recognize that? And it's like, well, over the last five years or so, right, what are the big contributions that we've seen come forward? Usually that means that it takes years, sometimes an entire uh, career to build to that. Uh, but suddenly in the last five years or so, we really see it. Uh, and that's exactly what we've seen here with the Virgil Kaufman Awards over the years. Well, SEG's highest honor is the Maurice Ewing Medal. And what does it mean to be awarded this particular honor? Well, it's similar uh, to the Virgil Kaufman Award in that uh, it's a huge and outstanding contribution. But the Maurice Ewing Award is really a, a body of work, which means that uh, something may have been fantastic in the last five years. But in fact, uh, it's a long career, right? Five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years worth of contribution that is just so outstanding that you can't turn away. Everybody understands it. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. Everybody uses it. Maurice Ewing Medal is huge. 
Yeah, that it's such a, a wonderful thing for the society to be able to do this year. I, I don't know if it's the very first time they've ever done it, but they're actually giving away the Coffin Gold Medal Maurice Ewing Medal during the opening session at Image at the end of August instead of the standard honors and awards. So certainly make it out to both if you can, but it'll be nice to really put more on the forefront these really significant awards to a, a maybe a wider audience than typical. So I appreciate your time sharing what these honors and awards mean in general and, and to you and to the society and uh, look forward to Image and, and seeing these awards handed out. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be uh, the chair of the uh, Honors and Awards Committee this year. I've served on it for five years, uh, and so I've tracked the Virgil Kaufman nominees and the Maurice Ewing nominees, uh, and I can't possibly uh, be any more delighted than to see John Hua and Oz Yomaz get these awards. They are really, really wonderful and deserving people. Not only are they great professionals, but one of the things about the profession is that, you know, you can't do this alone. Uh, you have to work with other people, uh, not just to be sure that, that they're contributing to what you're trying to accomplish, but that they understand what you're doing. Uh, and that takes a lot of professional skill and a lot of personal interaction. And both these gentlemen are just exceptional people. You know, kind of looking more holistically at your career, you know, why did you choose a career in geophysics? You know, actually, you know, I have a passion to be a geophysicist for oil and gas exploration. And this goes back to my early career. And as, at that time, you know, all colleges were closed due to the Cultural Revolution in China. So there's no, no chance to go to any, any college. So I just lucky enough and I had an opportunity to work for a signing fuel crew. And I worked there for about two years. And uh, my responsibility was for embedding geophones and line out cables for signing service. And uh, we lived in a boat uh, for more than six months of the year. So then at that time, you know, I got some preliminary ideas about how to find oil and gas using seismic surveys, which actually is very, you know, is a very good experience for me. So from then, I wished to become a geophysicist to find oil and gas around the world because, you know, uh, this I would say this would be fun. You know, you can travel doing the work. <laughs> but actually, and I also I was inspired by a book. Now, when I was in high school, I read a book. Uh, the title is something like uh, Scientists Dreaming About 21st Centuries. There are a lot of scientists in geology, in uh, medicine. So it's, it's kind of a fiction book, but easy to understand. And even though know, I don't know anything about this high-tech you know, science at the time. So actually, in a book, and uh, there's one um, scientist, Dr. Li Guang, a famous Chinese geologist who received a PhD from UK, and he predicted that in the 21st century, uh, people would drive a special vehicle, and are driving uh, several thousands of meters beneath the Earth's surface to find oil and gas. That's cool, right? I think that's, you know, how 
I was thinking about, you know, I like to be uh, a geophysicist, you know, to work in uh, geophysics, right? And I had a chance to work in a field, assignment field crew. That's, you know, even before college. So I think it really gave me a lot of, you know, impression. Well, outside of, of clearly the need to be very technically skilled and, and know your stuff, you know, this last question here, is there more of kind of general advice, whether a principle or a point of view that has helped kind of lay the groundwork to help you succeed in your field? I would consider I can offer like four points. First of all, I think you need, need to be persistent. If we do something fail, never give up. The second one, I would say working hard. Now, many people are smart like you, or they might even smarter. So in order to do better jobs than others, you need to work hard and harder. You know, back to 1985, I was a visiting scientist at Cornell University, right? And before I came to the United States, and uh, many friends in China, they said, you know, uh, many American people, they probably don't work as hard as uh, Chinese. Actually, once I get to Cornell University, especially in the evening, you will see a lot of, you know, people, a lot of students, they were in the library, which changed my mind. And like have very good scores in a Cornell, Princeton, Stanford, right? Yeah, once they become smart, I think they're much smarter than Chinese because they are more creative. That's my impression, my experience. So I think you need to be persistent, do something persistent and working hard. And the third one, I would say teamwork. I would say teamwork is important. A good team player is essential for your success. You can always learn something from others. So I would say last one, I think, do what the industry needs, what the client needs. Like I said, and I spend one third of my time on pornography for, you know, when I was a PhD student, and I spend two thirds of, of my time actually for on modeling. It's called a it's numerical simulation of seismic response for reservoirs using bio theory for two-phase media, solid and fluid. And, you know, based on the bio theory, which is a very famous theory, and uh, we want to investigate the seismic attenuation or slow waves, if you say, from bio theory induced by the relative motion between the fluid and solid, which is very useful in wear logging frequencies, larger than 1,000 hertz, but not very useful in seismic frequencies, less than 100 hertz, because we don't not see those slow waves in seismic frequency. And if we don't see it, and it cannot measure, right? It can't see it, and it can measure the attenuation. That's the the bio theory and its relative motion is like more like a global. So in order for better use of you know bio theory, I think we need to modify the bio theory to include local flow. I think later on Stanford University and uh, many other scientists are working in this direction. But you know, as I'm, I said, you know, Andrew, life is short, right? 
and we cannot do many things in our life. But you can do what the industry really needs. And I spent one third of my PhD time on tomography, which already kept me busy for my life already, right? So I think do whatever you know the industry needs and do what you can do, right? Teamwork is important. You need to work hard and do something. And if you fail, never give up. I'm excited to speak with you. You're the recent recipient of the Maurice Ewing Medal that will be handed out during the opening session this year at Image. What was your reaction when you learned that you would receive SEG's highest honor, the Maurice Ewing Medal? Andrew, there is some truth in the anonymous statement that wisdom of age will overcome inexperience of youth. With age comes experience, which in our applied science of geophysics is of paramount importance. And so with the Ewing Medal, presumably, SEG has now declared me to be a member of the group of individuals with wisdom based on years of experience. I think that's a, a good belief to have there. You know, stepping back a bit, why did you choose a career in geophysics? My high school curriculum had geology class taught by my biology teacher. Her teaching style and knowledge led me to build an interest in earth sciences. And I began my undergraduate studies in the field of geology. Nevertheless, by the end of my sophomore year, in addition to the required courses in geology, I've already taken many physics and math courses because of my keen interest in these fields also. As a result, I decided to go for a dual degree in geology with geophysics option. And I completed my undergraduate years fully equipped with a strong background in geology, math, physics, as well as fundamental courses in geophysics. Thereafter, I continued with geophysics during my master's and PhD programs. What has been your favorite aspect of being a geophysicist? I'm an experimentalist, and therefore I like to pursue scientific investigations that involve observed data. Geophysical imaging is much like medical imaging, only that the resolution and the bandwidth differ. They both are aimed at making measurements on the surface of the object to image the interior of the object. They both involve a rich repertoire of methods to make the required observations from the surface. In geophysics, we use the seismic method, the potential field methods of gravity and magnetics, and electric and electromagnetic methods. Let us remind ourselves that with all of the applied geophysical methods, most importantly, we serve the mankind in search of natural resources for energy, minerals, and groundwater. Well, one of the you know first few things that will come to mind when people think of you is, is your seminal book, Seismic Data Analysis. When did you know that that book had become an essential textbook in your field? The two-volume Seismic Data Analysis was published by the SEG in 2001. The book includes the entire scope of seismic data analysis, processing, inversion, and interpretation. Since its publication, it has become a standard textbook in universities and an essential reference in the industry. 
Well, since then, you've, you've put your gaze and your interest into other areas. You know, what prompted your transition beyond exploration seismology to include engineering and earthquake seismology? Andrew, I did my master's degree in rock physics and earthquake seismology and my PhD in exploration seismology. After the publication of the second book, Seismic Data Analysis, in 2001, I decided to focus on land seismic exploration, for which the near surface is really the key to accurate imaging of the subsurface. Estimating a velocity depth model for the near surface is therefore essential for accurately resolving the shock receiver statics and residual statics. This naturally led me to not only conduct field experiments and research in near surface seismology, but also conducting numerous land seismic projects with a broad scope of data acquisition, near surface modeling, and subsurface imaging. The near surface is the common subject to both exploration seismology and engineering seismology. So it was inevitable for me to broaden my interest beyond exploration seismology and get involved in engineering seismology, which is based on seismic wave propagation within the near surface region. As a result, since 2001, I've also conducted numerous projects in site characterization as part of geotechnical investigations, landslide investigations, active fault investigations, estimating geotechnical earthquake engineering parameters to investigate the behavior of the soil column when subjected to earthquake waves, seismic microzonation, and groundwater exploration. The culmination of all the investigations and projects I have conducted then led me to write the third book, Engineering Seismology, which was published by the SEG in 2015. And finally, all the research, field investigations, and projects I have conducted in land seismic exploration led me to write the fourth and the last book for the SEG, Land Seismic Case Studies, published in 2021. It's quite amazing you have always put your knowledge and experience into these books to give it back to future generations. That's such a great thing that you're doing. What are you most proud of regarding your accomplishments and contributions to geophysics? I had a progressive development in my career that spanned the entire spectrum of seismic exploration, from acquisition to processing, inversion, and interpretation. And I'm most proud to have had the opportunity to develop new methods and share them with colleagues through projects, publications, and teaching. I began developing subroutines, which when combined led to developing algorithms for signal processing and imaging of seismic data. This was followed by a stage in my career for developing processing, inversion, and interpretation systems. Concurrently, I conducted several field experiments for large offset recording to capture supercritical reflections. And in the final stage of my career, I developed complete workflows to solve specific problems, two of which I believe are important, the iStats image-based workflow for near-surface modeling and the IQ workflow that circumvents velocity uncertainty in subsurface imaging. 
How has your love for the subject of history impacted your career? I have a keen interest outside geophysics in three subjects, history of engineering, philosophy of ethics, and political philosophy. And lives of great scientists and their achievements immortalized by the great equations of mathematical physics. To give an example of how the latter inspires me, lately with a co-worker, we've been investigating reflection point spreading caused by the rainbow effect on refracted waves. Let us always keep in mind the words of the great scientist Galileo, that mathematics is the language of nature, and in fact, the language of the entire cosmos. And so I say, fellow beings, let reason be your faith. You know, what does being a part of SEG and its legacy now as receiving this highest award on behalf of the SEG mean to you? SEG is a remarkably great professional society. By the annual meetings, regional meetings, and workshops, SEG facilitates all of us geophysicists get together and exchange and share ideas. SEG also has given people like me the opportunity to share years of experience and research work through publications with our fellow geophysicists. What would you want other geophysicists to take from your still-going career? Always honor what the real data tell you and discard the theory that is not consistent with the observed data. As a geophysicist, first and foremost, you are a physicist. Use your natural intelligence and not artificial intelligence if it has no physics in it. And lastly here, Oz, what principle teaching or point of view has helped you reach these great heights and succeed in your field? Andrew, you learn by teaching which forces you to question rigorously the theory or the workflow you're trying to develop. And you should always doubt your ideas and allow for any possible alternatives to be considered. Always keep in mind the physics of geophysics. Well, that is a, a wonderful place to leave it. Congratulations on, on this major achievement, Oz. And again, this will be presented at, at the opening session at Image this year. So what a great time to get, get you in front of uh, more people than usual for the honors and awards to, to rightly congratulate you on such accomplishments. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. SEG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community, and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.